Hairdressing, business, beauty, products, people, interviews, fitness, health, well-being. I'm Nathan Plumridge and welcome to Hair Life. Can you do me a favour? Hit the subscribe button or the share button wherever you can see it. Thank you. My guest on today's show is a British hairdressing icon. He and his team have achieved more awards than I have time to mention. His work has been worn by film and fashion celebrities worldwide. And even the Queen has regarded him as a British jewel in the hairdressing crown. So without further ado, let me welcome to Hair Life, Errol Douglas, MBE. Hello and welcome to Hair Life, Errol. How are you? Welcome to you. <laughs> and it's not even and it's not even 28 degrees yet no not yet <laughs> <laughs> it might Actually, be after this be, interview <laughs> it, it could be hotter yeah definitely uh, it's fantastic it's absolutely brilliant to have you on the show i've been genuinely really excited about having you on um for me it's i i feel like there's, there's kind of intrinsic connections you've had the business for the, the same time i've had my salon um, I've watched your amazing career. So you've always been uh, a name and a face that I've followed. So to, to be sat here today chatting to you uh, is uh, an absolute pleasure for me. Um, oh, thank you. And sorry, yeah. first, because it was a little bit catch catch me if you can, but you did. So well done. And, You're a busy um, man. Yeah, my PA didn't even get involved. I know she saw things and yeah. I said, oh, leave it. I've got it now. <laughs> we're on it i had um, i had an interesting disaster this morning so i'm glad that we've actually got to do it i had one of my team use the same zoom and they logged me out and they on my other account oh, was no blocked. so this was this was this was really a, a sort of a close that it almost didn't happen but we got there so we're here good so good. um i'm just gonna i'm just gonna fire away and and crack on with some things so uh you've had the business for 24 years now yes 24 yeah. years yeah wow and um, so what this this, this this august wow 24 years in august amazing so what why sort of was it that inspired you personally to create this incredible business that you've now got what was it was there a moment um there was an absolute moment and again and this sounds like i'm a, a real um go-getter my first wife you know only wife <laughs> for the bit <laughs> uh joe was an incredible part of my career uh, and you know the elevation of me um she was always frustrated with me coming home and because i was an ambassador for quite a few salons and ambassador for quite a few companies which obviously has kind of um catapulted me to where i am and she said errol you know you keep on doing this you're getting exhausted you you tell me everything but it sounds as if you're happy but you're not happy and I had no inclination of opening a shop or starting a business and that's the truth um, when I first went up to the West End I loved shiny lights but you know uh, I wasn't a magpie or anything I just liked <laughs> anything shiny uh, and I was fortunate enough to be born brought up in East London so mm -hmm. I was always on the bus number eight or number six bus took you straight up to the West End. So I was always enthralled, Nathan, by fashion. That's Brilliant. all I'm going to say, fashion. 
And then uh, Joe said to me after many, many, many uh, chats, she said, Errol, just open a salon. And I was fortunate enough because uh, way back then, and uh, I can only say this because I hope you can identify with it. Uh, when I was making so much money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my team makes more money than me. I was making so much money. I met an amazing accountant called Kim Clayton. Um, sorry, Kim Clayton. And the rest is history. She became my business partner. Brilliant. Uh, she became my kind of life friend in the business. And um, Kim's background is property. She's got uh, property companies in Surrey, uh, Fleet. And, you know, she's got a lot of, um, so she's quite good in respect of um, when it comes to law, mm-hmm. property law, um, employment law. So we were a natural fit. But in the beginning, uh, Joe was my business partner. And then when we divorced, um, Kim bought into the company. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that was um, 24 years ago. Um, like I said, uh, this August. So, 18th of August we're, we're 24 years old Amazing. and that changed my life uh, but I will say it was um, the most challenging thing ever mm-hmm. uh, because we opened up in the West End we opened up in Knightsbridge um, there's a lot of snobbery um, all different covenances in the respect of you know blue chip getting through the door and in those days you had to pay a lot of key money to get through the door and then you had to pay at least five you know people always saying oh a couple of years rent no it's not it was five so to get through a door especially on Mockham Street was really difficult but lo and behold and that's why this industry is so amazing and the area is so amazing the majority of people I did their hair anyway wow so Grosvenor Estates Grosvenor Family anybody who <laughs> was kicking around in those days i knew so we got in we got in um by the skin of our teeth and we're, we're still there but um and 24 you know, years later you're here still at it yeah yeah but you know what it's like you have to show you can uh, be solvent you have mm-hmm. to show that you've run a company before if you've never been in business before obviously you have to have your numbers and it has you know you have to have a good business plan but who can say first off this is where landlords you've got some really really good ones are great and then you've got some landlords who just shut you down they wouldn't even look at you no so has that been like we're having kim as that financial partner that's obviously been uh, a huge a huge help you're you're the yeah. creative force and yeah. she's the financial business sort of force between it yeah but at the end of the day, and you know how this works, obviously you have to understand your spreadsheets, your commissions, mm-hmm. what you have to uh, make, you know. And I, if we touch upon this, it's just like, you know, when it came down to shutdown, you know, furlough's good, but furlough wasn't amazing for everybody. Nope. But at the same time, I'm still paying my bills. I'm still paying. It's all going out. So at the end of the day, you know, you have to understand everything. And as we're such a close-knit family, Nathan, I've got managers around the salon, but when it comes to senior people and my team, I'm involved. I don't, you know, I know everybody because we train. I'm part of their training. Yeah. So, you know, stop that with the creative. You, you're, you, 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 you have to, you know, you have to understand your vehicle. Hundred um, percent. 
yeah. and that's the thing about as a leader now that's where there's been that big shift which is why it's, it's always interesting to sort of speak to somebody like you mm. and find out who is it alongside that journey that's also really inspires you though like who is yeah. it that you've looked up to along your journey for inspiration is there anybody that really sort of stands out um the people that stand out and um again and this is where i always say to people you know, um, I do a lot of college talks. I train a lot of people. I do a lot of stuff with Mark Webber, uh, his Inspire um, campaign. You have to research people before you understand what they do. So mm -hmm. I'm going to may say a few names. Your guests, stroke, you know, listeners may know or not. So the, the people who drove me, and I did a lot of TV with him, uh, was Anthony Muscolo. So yeah. Anthony Muscolo, if you know his story, split away from Tony and Guy, created TG. Oh, come on. Mm -hmm. Incredible. So he he is one of my inspirations, and he went in to do something which I've always loved, but I can do it, but I wouldn't um, start clicking away. He went into photography, yeah. <laughs> which would save me a fortune, by the way. That's another <laughs> story. Uh, yeah. uh, and the other person, uh, only because he was really one of our first rock stars. And again, people go, no, he's not. Yes, he was. Nicky Clark. Yeah. Nicky Clark was our first rock star. And then you had um, kind of uh, Lee Stafford. Mm -hmm. But really, it was Nicky. Okay? Yeah. And before that, kind of on the same path, but not quite, was um, John Frieda. But yeah. John Frieda was the gentleman. You know, he had a little bit more reserve. Class. Nikki, yeah, Nikki just went in there and, you know, who would think you would be sitting on a Saturday night and he had one of the top programs cut? Remember that, Bob? That yeah, program where he was... Incredible. Wow. Yeah. So, and I have a great affinity with fashion and beauty and hair in this country because not many channels do it. No. So we're fortunate. They love, we, we love kind of fashion. And, you know, it shriveled up in respect of breakfast TV. So, yeah, those people, all those names, to me, I was, uh, yeah, I was enthralled with because they were British. Um, I knew them. I mm -hmm. got to work with them. Uh, yeah, I, I think they were iconic. 100%. And I always remember spending a bit of time with Nicky, actually. I did some really good education with him. And uh, I spoke to him when he was, you know, 500 quid a haircut, you know. And it was one of those great moments. Where I was like, but Nicky, how do you, how do, you do that? And he just went because my rent is absolutely ridiculous where I am, which is why I've got to charge what I charge. And I was like, I totally and utterly respect that on every single level. But it's the fact that, you know, even sort of going into that salon, you know, when every, all the Vogues that were all over the wall yeah. and just, you know, it was yeah. just brilliant. Yeah. I don't know, I, those sort yeah. of hairdressers, I think don't, aren't, it's all changed. No. You know? No. And do you remember the staircase? Yes. <laughs> I remember his little private yeah. room as well. That little private. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So again, you know, um, they're kind of iconic moments. And, you know, we have to be careful because people think it's materialism and whatever, whatever, but it's not. No. You know, you're, you're, you have to take in uh, the ambiance of your area. So if it's going to be kind of trendy, farm-like, shortage, you know, open floors and walls and concrete, do it. But if it's a different feel and you're attracting that person who is always getting off a first class, you know, they, they may have a jet, 
they're traveling first class, they're traveling business, mm-hmm. you know, and you're getting recommendations, so recommendations from the best hotel in Knightsbridge. Come on. Yeah. You know, Stop do the up. maths. Do the maths. So um, you've had you've had this incredible journey through here, and it's great to hear kind of the things that inspired you. Along this time, have you have you had in this journey like a low ebb, and then as a result of it, you've managed to find something that snapped you out of it with a moment of inspiration? Have you had that along your journey? Um, oh God, don't start me off. <laughs> you know, I'm a very emotional person, Nathan. Join so me. What 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 is it? uh today is tuesday yeah uh what's the date today the 8th or Eighth. the 9th yeah 9th 9th today uh, yeah 9th emotional tuesday um no <laughs> my <laughs> my alone low... i'm cool with that you know <laughs> <laughs> my my low point in my life was getting divorced yeah uh and i can honestly say that because you know um joe was my brick my mm my you know my pillar of strength uh we had four kids our first child died passed away well, i'm sorry um, to hear we that. went on went on thank you we went on to have three amazing kids but you know marriages for life mm-hmm. i thought it was and we were just a bond a team so when that pulled apart mm-hmm. and it's not the cliche of ripping it's it's more than that i thought somebody had buried me mm-hmm. and exhumed my body and I was floating around because it took me ages to get right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a typical Capricorn. I threw myself feet first into, into work. work. Yeah. Uh, blanketed everything off. Um, I was in some very deep um, ambassador roles. Uh, and I think at that time I just came out of Goldwell, went into L'Oreal, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I did. I, I did a fifty-day contract, so I was never at home. Wow! So yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough. But all I can say, is, what was the light at the end of that little tunnel? Uh, the light at the end of that tunnel was the clarity was we were never going to get back together. <laughs> uh, after, and dust myself off. Mm-hmm. Um, I had too many people and too many mouths to feed. I had to put on this exterior for other people, and I had to be the leader. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. And yeah. you know what I mean. You know, yeah, I, had, I had to be. I had to pull it together. You know, I had to, you know, pull it together with the kids. But you know, it's it's hard going on children because two households two sets of school uniform here there everywhere you know and i don't care what anybody says it's hard especially when you um own your own business and mm-hmm. you're on the road so yeah. all of that was happening while i was on the road uh, I, always, the I always feel fortunate that when i got divorced i didn't have children and it was one of those that i i, I really do thank that i didn't because uh, I, I mean i'm with you my divorce was pretty horrendous on every single level um but actually it's interesting because then you have your own you know again those moments of sort of shining light you yeah. just have to deal yeah, with everything cool. and yeah. you put on that armor yeah. and yeah. 
you know, you, you crack on, you start smiling and you do what you do best. And that, again, that's where there's that point about, you know, sometimes being men, we kind of do that. But actually, yeah. I think it's one of the things that's now coming out is actually we're starting to talk yeah. more. We're starting to share more, uh, yeah. Yeah. which makes a huge, uh, huge difference. Yeah. And the, the biggest single threat is ourselves because mm-hmm. we lie to ourselves. So, you know, once I stopped doing that, I kind of, you know, and I leaned on other people and I, I got help. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's emotionally a lot. And in my life with clients and stuff, you see people are always on the edge. Yeah, 100%. At that pivotal point. And, um, you know, that's why I kind of um, love what Tom Chapman's doing. Yeah, yeah, Tom's amazing. Local but local yeah. boy down here. It's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, Barber's League... Was it Barber Lions Barbers anyway. Collective? The Lions Barbers yeah, Collective. Yeah, Barbers Tom's Collective. been incredible. They're, 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 they've been great. So, but again, this is something we do every day. But they've kind of taken it in. They've really grabbed it. Mm-hmm. They've really grabbed it. Yeah, and actually, it's all come at the right time. I think it's come at a yeah. time, you know, more than ever, which is why I think they've probably had more impact. Um, because Tom's got so much passion for what it is that he's doing, mm. uh, yeah. which is which is incredible. So during this time as well, have you had? I mean, I you know I like to think you've obviously been in the business for a long time. Is there an event that you've been or something that happened that basically dissolved some barriers between people? But as a result of it, you found that it brought people together. Is there anything that you found inspirationally on that side? Um, I think. Our industry is just um, synonymous with bringing everybody together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we bring fashion together, we bring music together, we, we bring everything together because, you know, uh, our events, I think people copy them and, you know, try to emulate them. Uh, the majority of my friends outside hairdressing always want to be around hairdressers or, or they always want to be around, you know, and I'm not just saying we, we're forever going to awards. All I'm saying is, you know, it's one of the best uh, professions and high point um, endorphins in the world. Yeah, you know, as what we do. But as an, I'm a, I'm a competitor, so I like competing. So from my point of view, because I was trained in editorial fashion, uh, my mentor to this day, and we speak um, when we can is Paul Edmonds. Paul Edmonds taught me, and but Paul Edmonds was out of the ashes of um, Neville Daniel. Mm-hmm. So Neville Daniel was the other biggest salon. We were in Knightsbridge and everybody was in uh, Mayfair. So obviously Neville has created huge hairdressers. I always think that's an amazing thing, you know, mm-hmm. just, just the impact of that, of how much talent has yeah. come out of potentially one you know, business in, mm. in London. It's it's absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, it is. And and I think the potential of that is, you know, it, it's it's amazing because Neville Daniel, you know, uh, Richard Ward came from there. Lee yeah. Stafford came from there. Paul Edmonds came from there. I came from there. Uh, Sam at night was doing session work there. Uh, Paul Iacomini, Thomas McIver. Wow. I can go on. That's a great list, isn't it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can go on. Uh, did I answer your question or not? Um, yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, I think it's, I think I think I mean you know I, I I got it and hopefully the listeners will kind of get that. Yeah. I mean it's interesting because when I hear you talk and, and and again I know we sort of spoke earlier about like how how your life is at the minute and the fact that it's it's quite hectic and you're juggling a number of things. What is your kind of way that you've been able to sort of maintain balance with kind of inspiration, but also at the same time staying grounded? That's kept you kind of on this path. What is it that you sort of found? that's enabled you to do that? Um, Deep question, Nathan. Um, (laughs) I just thought I'd flip that in there. You know, I know it's Emotional Tuesday, so. (laughs) I would say further, I don't believe in what people tell me. Yeah. Um, Those people who know me and, you know, you're getting to know me, I'm very real. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm grounded, I would say, because I, I, I'm around so many people who would say, oh, yeah, Errol, you know, they and that's the greatest, yes. And that's the greatest thing with, I mentor a lot of people, all different ages or whatever. And they would just said, sorry, they would just say, come on, get off it. Yeah. You know, and that's good. That's good for me because I'm learning off them, but obviously I'm teaching them but it happens. It's a two-way street. So I think, you know, you have to be honest and have to have some clarity in this business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because obviously, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't straight, but I would like to think I'm quite straight with people. That's why, mm-hmm. you know, if I mentor someone, it's for life. Yeah. And, you know, that they will prosper. Uh, but at the same time, like I said, it's a two-way street. So, awesome. yeah, I, I think, I think, I'm quite humble and grounded, but you know, um, yeah, you would never see me drunk that way <laughs> <laughs> in the industry. Um, I have my moments. Save that for home. Never, yeah, you would never see it. Um, you know, and I think that's the way I was brought up. My parents were very uh, kind of Christian and conscious mm-hmm. people. Never show, never let your guard down in public. I love that. And that is, that's, that's too many people do, you know. Definitely nowadays. Um, Definitely nowadays. Yeah. And again, like Will following from that, is there any, is there anybody, if, if somebody is listening to this and they are struggling to find their little niche, their little hit of inspiration, like it, what would you sort of recommend for that person? Um, so For me, somebody who is, uh, trying to find where they're going um you have to kind of have you know write write a few things down which kind of really motivate you Mm -hmm. um and you have to be realistic so if you're in wales or manchester or whatever you know you have to say realistically do you want to stay in that area or come down south or do you know and you have to target people. So there's no point in saying, I want to be this, that, and the other. And you haven't got people to target. Mm-hmm. So write down who inspires you, what part of se- or section of hairdressing inspires you, who you want to have an apprenticeship with. Because let's not be fooled. People who flit around on apprenticeships sometimes will never finish. You know, um, hairdressing is one of those incredible professions if, if you stick with somebody two or three years 
you know, or at least two years. You can get on the floor, but, you know, for me, it took me three years. Mm-hmm. But if you can stick with somebody and literally learn, do all your MVQ, but if you're learning in a hairdresser's, you can learn in the college, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but if you're learning in a hairdresser's, your scope will be a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. A, with texture. A, sorry, B, with cutting, hair up, all sorts of things you would learn. So I would say for somebody who's just starting out, have a focus point of where you want to do. Do you want to do Afro hair? Do you want to do European hair? Do you want to do men? Do you want to be a session worker? <laughs> I could go on. Yep, there's hair a long list. Is, there's a long list. Yeah, it's very it's, ambiguous. Yeah, it's always interesting for me as well because when I think about inspiration and stuff and, and that sort of level, mm-hmm. for me, it's also that point about like strategy and, and that's yeah. where there's that other fold for me like within the business. You know, mm-hmm. having very much a clear strategy gives you that kind of pathway and certainly when you're navigating some choppy waters like maybe we are at the minute, having that has definitely made a difference um and it's something i i always make a point to anybody i mean i don't know about you but i'm i'm a keen avid journaler you know most mornings i wake up and i tend to get the thoughts out of my head and then what's the day ahead what am i going to do and i make my little plan and that definitely leads me into the inspiration kind of element yeah yeah but also i think it's one of these things you know you have to have a clean environment mentally Mm mm-hmm so you have to debug everything before you go to bed. You know, obviously wake up keen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wake up with some kind of ambition. But at the same time, you, you can't clog everything. Because uh, in hairdressing, because we're such vehicles mm-hmm. and kind of conduits, we soak up everything. So, mm-hmm. again, you have to be careful what you're kind of soaking up. Care. Yeah. But for somebody who's starting in this profession... It's varied and it's so big and there's so much you can do. But the fundamental thing I should have said, and I always say it, but I nearly forgot it, is just learn your fundamentals first. Mm -hmm. Your foundations are important. If you can't cut, if you can't blow dry, if you can't back comb hair, if you don't know how the feel of hair, you're going to go down. It's not just about using straighteners and tongs. You have to do, you know, in my area, you have to know how to blow dry hair. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to feel hair. Uh, and again, and this is what some hairdressers do, they're always using a comb or a brush. You know, you know what it's like because yeah. I'm a cook. I cook as well. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't cook with a, a spoon. <laughs> no. Use, you know, these, use these wonderful yeah. hands that we've got. Exactly. So, you know, the ingredients, uh, there's a pun, uh, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The ingredients is learning foundation. Foundational skills mm-hmm. will get you everywhere. And um, I love the fact that if you work in a a good salon and they have time for you, Nathan, you stand there and learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not just washing hair. You're learning. You're seeing the craft mm-hmm. because. You know, and and again, and this is where certain people say, "Oh, yeah, right." No, um, you know, we we have a lot of assistants, and they don't they're not there to clean. No, they're there to learn. Yeah, yeah, they're, le- they're there to learn, and um, 
you know, be part of you. Yeah. It's always interesting that because I think that's one of the things that I mean, certainly for me, we've we've taken on actually assistants who maintain the salon. And then we have our hairdressing assistants who are learning the craft scenario. And actually, that's been quite a game changer for the business, even though there's a cost situation, actually enabling your your young team to grow and grow a bit you know, quicker. Um, yeah. I also never really understand, you know, we're probably one of the only industries in the world that seems to take people on with the view that that's what they are. They're like the hired help. Whereas if you, if you joined yeah. a chaplaincy firm, you, they'd have you uh, yeah. doing auditing and learning numbers. They wouldn't yeah. have you, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. 100%. I, I, I think I've never taken on people that way because I need them up and running fast because when I'm doing shows and I'm shoots, they need to understand and second guess me. Mm-hmm. The worst thing is to have an assistant um, that doesn't know what you want, comb, uh, pins in a wedding. You look how fast and we do a lot of weddings. You look yeah. how weddings are amazing, but they're traditional, they're bread and butter. But if you if you can't assist the hairdresser on a wedding, game over. Yeah, thanks a lot. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting as well. Do you have, so obviously, do you have a a peer group as well around you of really key people that you're able to have those sort of, those conversations so you can release that? I know we said a minute ago about trying to get rid of stuff in your head. So Mm. does does that really help you? Do you have a group of sort of five or six people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, this is going to sound kind of rock star-ish. but it's not meant to. Uh, in my salon, I have key people. So Anna Baker is my head of education. We work really well together. Mustafa Allen, another guy um, who I work really close because he helps me with the shows. Leroy Coe. So there's quite a few people who mm-hmm. in there who are quite important to me. And then outside on my journey, um, I've got Ashley Hodges, uh, Craig Chapman, mm-hmm. Evangeline Barrett. So, you know, any pictures or big shows, five of those people, one or two will be there yeah. or on a shoot. Amazing. So, and they know your style, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. But we have some new ones coming up yeah. all the way through. But um, all I can say, it's longevity and, um, you know, and don't take this the wrong way, guys. You know, hairdressers don't have staying power. They don't have longevity. The ones that say they want to do everything, whatever, they disappear. Yeah. There's no longevity. And, you know, and I'm going to say it because it's true. I'm going to do all this and this and that and the other. And, you know, you you dangle something shiny and they've got off in something else. So how can I help you? You know, I, you, the helping is if I pick up the phone, Sunday, Saturday, you know, uh, doing a late shoot or late client and you want to help. I was there for my stylist 24 hours of the day mm-hmm. with no um, recompense of trying to get a day off. And I know that sounds crazy, but I would never mention it. And I think that's what sometimes your team don't kind of realize, which is why at the same time, I find it really invaluable to to have that peer group around me. Mm. 
you know, who you are able to share those moments and those kind of things with. But it also sounds like you, you've um, you've got a team as well who also really understand mm. what your brand is, what your business is, what your ethos mm. is, you know, and that that's mm. fantastic. And obviously that is what you share with them. Uh, and that's at the same time, I think sometimes that's quite rare in our industry. Uh, so yeah, I commend you on that. It's fantastic. And um, now listen to these things that we've said. These are a couple of, a few little extra questions here. What would be, so 24 years of running a business, you've been massively successful, but what would be one of your secret little tips to running a successful salon or business? Uh, all right. Okay. Let's get, let's get, let's. Let's get real. The tip would be open small. Yeah. Have have at least one person, PA manager or whatever, you can trust, you can share the load. You can't do everything. <laughs> and you shouldn't be doing everything. Uh, also, don't overexpend. And that's with stock. That's with wages. That's with, you know, just being extravagant. <laughs> um, you know, put something aside if you can. Try not to have an overdraft if you can. <laughs> um, we'll try. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would just, you know, keep it realistic and small. Mm-hmm. Um and if you can, don't sign your life away. Love you know, that. Love that. Start small and grow nicely. Mm. Don't go bigger than you think you should be. Now, is mm. there, um, I always think you've got a great sense of humor. Is there an event or a moment that has literally made you laugh uncontrollably where you couldn't stop? <laughs> an event? <laughs> Uh, right now. <laughs> uh, God, oh, God, there's so many. Um, on the spot, I would say when I did. <laughs> I would say when I did um, a big international show, and the stage was revolving around and around and around and we did the rehearsal the stage was still and then it went when it came to doing the event it just was like oh my god really yeah of course i went flying yeah (laughs) but to the point where i fell down this trap couldn't get back up on the stage i had to go down and come back around Oh God, really? <laughs> hair, 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 Brazil. Never forget it. Hair, so Brazil. People were like, "Where's he gone? Where's he?" They thought it was part of the show. They thought it was part of the show because the big international shows, and I'm sure you know this. You either get people who talk, or they like the drama of the mm-hmm. music and Theater, stuff like yeah. that. Yes. So as we had the big show, and then we had the seminar, I could talk through the seminar but we had this big stuff and choreographer and all the other stuff and I went flying 
And I was, I came on stage, I was just laughing all the way through because it was funny, but they thought it was part of the act. I love that. So you fell with style, but you got up and kept smiling. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. And also just what does fearless, what does fearless mean to you? Oh my God. I went on, I'm always going on about fearless. Um, oh, to me, it's just, you know, I, I would do, so. I would do, things without fear but I would, I'd always think about the reprisals does that make sense so I would jump into stuff but at the same time I would know I would want to know how to get out um, I'm a little bit of a Houdini in that way <laughs> um, I have to have an out and Houdini was clever because he fooled you one way because he was yeah. an illusionist but you were always trying to figure out how he did it. But mm -hmm. he was uh, a grand planner, trapdoors, this, mirrors, you know. So, yeah, I'm fearless, but I would have to have an out. So you got and, an exit uh, strategy for most things. Yes. But I would always, you know, jump in, feet first. Um, you know, again, people know my history. I collaborate with so many people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've just done an incredible um, fame team shoot, which was all Afro girls. Um, yeah, there's quite a few things. You know, one of the biggest things um, I did, and I shot myself, um, and I'm going to say this because I haven't said it out loud. Um, I typed down the nomination for British Hairdresser of the Year. Did you really? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was my 20. Oh, nominate 25th? No, 25th? Oh, it could have been 26th. Wow. Uh, yeah, nomination. And uh, this year, I just don't have time to do it. Mm -hmm. So, and it was like oh, a gulping moment. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't turn down things like that. The hairdresser's journal and things mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, so... I'll do it again next year, but I couldn't do it this year. And again, that's one thing hairdressers, people do it in relationships. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. And it's not, you're not okay. And that's, that will, you know, it will explode or implode on you. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad that I did say no, because even though business, you know, it's getting back there, it's still, you know, we're still treading, sorry, yeah. quicksand. Nobody, you know, that word where you always used to see it in all the old movies, quicksand. It's like the analogy, you know, I think, at the minute of being a swan on top and a duck underneath. That's kind of, yes. that's kind of where yeah. I feel that we are. I mean, how do you feel, yeah. you know, just sort of, sort of finishing up, how do you feel, I mean, generally about the industry at the minute, now that we've kind of, we've come out of all this nonsense, we're on the other end of it. How do you feel about the sort of potential sort of challenging waters ahead? Is there anything um, you're sort of really focusing on? Well, I'm just focusing on community. Mm -hmm. um, we're in a beautiful street. Yeah. We have uh, amazing hotels. Mm -hmm. So I've appointed um, a hotel, sorry, I've appointed uh, a consultant for the salon. Mm -hmm. And her name is um, Rose Mlinger. She 
goes around to get new business, mm-hmm. pure and simple. Yeah. So he's not a marketeer. She hits all the big corporates around the area. She goes to all the hotels and she brings in clients. Fantastic. But also, it opens up to other things. But, mm-hmm. you know, not always local PR works or marketing because you have to keep on keep it going. So, yeah, we're, we're kind of opening up more and more people to the Errol Douglas brand and more so to say, yes, uh, even though I'm in Knightsbridge, I'm a community business. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm servicing everybody in that area. Um, yeah, we're very lucky because we're an international brand as well. But, you know, hairdressers, you know, you can't, you can't take the high street for granted. No. The high street changes. You, you have to change with it. Um, where I am, we've got incredible restaurants, coffee shops. So I'm wanting to know what they're doing so we can collaborate. Um, you know, opening hours, we tend to open up a lot earlier than everybody else. So I can mm-hmm. get that um, the working, um, the ones that are not working at home, uh, the, the ones that are coming to work. So you do the, uh, tra- now... the traditional 10 o'clock open, you do like an 8.30, 9 o'clock open. Oh, yeah, we're, we're open. Yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah. The great yeah. thing about all of that, Errol, which I really like, is the fact that it's almost like that that kind of diversification within the business and, mm-hmm. and looking at lots of other avenues um, and treating it that you've got to go out there and, and get it as well. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. just expect people to keep coming you know, to you in that way. Um, mm-hmm. And actually choosing the right people, um, like mm-hmm. the lady you just spoke about there, having somebody who's actually out there pushing your brand to the, yeah. the the bigger and wider yeah. community, mm. and and we and we've now started to open up on a Sunday. Yeah, um, really. So for the first time, the business is open um, seven days a week, which is weird, but we've got uh, a totally different team. Is that what you've done? Have you've uh, recruited a team for that, or have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. We, we've created a team for uh, Sunday. And we call it Sunday sessions. Mm-hmm. And in that Sunday, we're we're fortunate enough to have uh, met up with an amazing doctor, uh, Doctor Ash Sony, and he does uh, minor surgeries. Yeah. So all that kind of hysteria around uh, surgical procedures. He is, is aesthetic uh, surgery. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. he's he's a, a medical doctor. So he's mm-hmm. left his profession to do that amazing he is a sensation amazing he's gone through the roof because people know he is a real doctor Mm -hmm. and um you know and i can say this with hand on heart with you know um beauty world hairdressing world you know you've got to know what you're doing you're not going to learn something in a two-week course or a month no, it's got to be something from the medical profession. I'm, I'm, I'm very much about that, especially if you're going to have that in your business, because yeah. uh, that's what you know. If it goes wrong, they're going to be coming to yep. you. You know, absolutely, and and they're licensed because yeah. And again, that's another subject that we could talk about. That's another one. You know, um, hair, a lot of hairdressers aren't properly licensed or properly trained. So you know, I have to get my license from Chelsea and Westminster. To have a manicurist i have to get a, uh, a license if uh, i've got a masseur on mm-hmm. you know um <clears throat> ash has to get his license to trade in my um 
salon. So why can't I? Why can't we have a license? Yeah. There's a, anyway, there's, a lot, there. there's a lot of change in the industry that needs to happen, I think. And I think uh, yeah. certainly there's there's going to be a, a lot more that I'm going to be discussing over the coming weeks and months and years alongside the show. So there's a lot there. Do you I mean, agree with that or not? Uh, we're licensing. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I want, I want our industry standard to grow and grow. I, I, I think, you know, ultimately for anybody in our business, in our industry now, Surely we want to be setting a precedent of where we expect high level um, yeah. because otherwise what does the future of our industry ultimately look like? Um, that's the thing that worries me, you know, going forwards, which is why, you know, ultimately for us as a business, we're trying to make sure that the level of people that we educate and that we take through the system go mm-hmm. on um, to be that future. But I think there's, I think there's an opportunity for, I think us as an industry to have a much bigger voice um, mm-hmm. and that's what we need to start doing more. I, you know, I think there's, there's so much of it where it's been ultimately maybe undervalued mm-hmm. for a, a period mm-hmm. of time, but you yeah. know, I, I think this is where it's all about collaboration and growth and speaking and talking more, you know, and then hopefully maybe some action will, uh, will happen. And again, you know, for me chatting to amazing people like you, I mean, you know, inspiration, passion, all of that is there. You've been exuding that out of your body for years and years and years. So, so everybody that's been listening to the show and will listen to this show, uh, a massive thank you for, for coming on today. So, Errol, um, I know you are a huge ambassador for education, not just in the UK, but internationally. Um, and having been trolling you all over the place recently, I've checked out your mentoring program. I would love you to tell our listeners about what it is you do and what you offer. Well, the Errol Douglas Club has always been a passion of mine. And it's been born through mentoring people and obviously having my own business and having apprentice, having apprenticeships. So I've been in business 24 years uh, and I think I've, trained just over I would say about 15,000 hairdressers probably more Uh, not just in my business but obviously all the circuits I do Mm -hmm. so Errol Douglas Club came about of uh, a great friend of mine uh, somebody who I used to mentor but we're just great friends Evangeline Barrett so she's my um, right hand woman Mm -hmm. in the business and the Errol Douglas Club formally is about archives of all the stuff I've done. It's about Ask Errol Anything, so you can uh, speak to me. It's about podcasts, uh, a bit like Hair Life, <laughs> uh, a bit, a bit uh, podcast. Uh, we have collections. We go through collections, and um, we have uh, a Facebook page. Uh, we have Member of the Month. We uh, we're we're going to be running a program soon. Um, uh, it's going to be about Afro hair. Uh, we're not going to call it texture because everybody goes on about texture and they get all flummoxed with the word. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Afro hair, <laughs> and we will go on from there. So it, it's about encouragement and it's about uh, making sure uh, you can further yourself. But the fundamental thing is about mentoring. If you want to be mentored by me, just go on to Errol Douglas Club. It's it's either on my website or it's on the Errol Douglas uh, Instagram. Fantastic. Or you can just see it 
you can click on Errol Douglas Hair as well. And is that there. a subscription service? So it's like a monthly subscription? Yes, it's a monthly subscription, £29 Fantastic. Uh, a month. And you can dip in, dip out, no obligation um, whatsoever, which I think is quite good. Uh, if you aspire to our programme, that's going to be a little bit more, but that will be revealed. I'm not going to say it until it's launched. Um, but yeah, and it's good. The person who's helped me is Chris Foster Academy in a box to launch it. And everybody knows uh, Chris's history. Sounds but, amazing. Um, I think for £29 yeah. a month to get ambassadorship from uh, a British and international hairdressing icon, uh, seems like incredibly good value. Um, so you heard it here first. All of the links to Errol's mentoring program will be in the show notes. Uh, they will be also linked to all of the socials. So I, uh, as you know, I always appreciate a really great review. So if you've enjoyed today's show with Errol, uh, leave me a love review. But also don't forget that if you want to find out uh, more about Hair Life, you can go to www.thehairlifeshow.com. But also, uh, I want your input on the sort of things and subjects you want me to talk about. So until next time on Hair Life, have a good day. Errol, have a good day and take care.